I'm Aunt Kelly Anakin. And I'm Molly of Mitchell Sanchez. We're here to take birth control and talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And we're all out of birth control. Thanks, Trump. This is Red All Over, your handy Handmaid's Tale recap. Blessed be the fruit. Woo! Woo! Oh my gosh, it's like T minus some days. Math, not my strong suit. What's 25 minus 7? Is that, is today (laughs) the 7th? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, uh... I'm gonna let, this is all you. (laughs) Less than, uh, 10? Sure. More than 10. Sure. Uh, 20, well, 27 minus 7 would be 20. 18. 18. Nice. It took us a long time. Good job. To get here. Um, math. <laughs> Not for us. Not for us. <laughs> Not for everyone. Uh, I am so excited. Me too. About season two. I'm so excited to talk about the trailer yeah. with you because you have broken it down once again. I've broken down all 40 scenes of this trailer. It's amazing because I don't know that I have the attention span for that. Oh, I got but you, I am, girl. I am delighted to sit here and talk about it with you. But I think you wanted to talk about some other stuff. First. Oh, yeah. I just want to get some housekeeping stuff out of the way beforehand. So, yes, Redheads, we done got you with our April Fool's plan of having a male co-host. That was so funny. It was a very last minute thing and I yeah. appreciate your support. Oh my gosh, it. it was so great. So yeah, we will never do that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like with the exception of, like I said, OT Fag Benley, if he wants to be on our show, he probably can, but we might have to jump through some hoops would for that. Would you let Max Mangala? I guess. Or Joseph Fiennes? Listen, you would have to be directly related to the show. What if on. it was that one guardian that's like, blessed day, Alfred? <laughs> no, he's not allowed. Oh my God, I love him. I'm going to do an extra without you. I'll okay. be like, hello, can you just, can you do this voice that isn't actually how you talk on the show, but it's the way that we've <laughs> decided that you speak? <laughs> yeah, so that was a funny joke to pull on you guys. The one story I will share with you is a friend of mine, not a close friend, but just somebody that I know is a man and volunteered for the role of our male co-host. <laughs> He, I like to keep the joke going. He's like, I do it. I'm like, cool, we'll be in touch. I said, we'll be in touch. Mm -hmm. He Facebook messages my personal account and said, hey, what's up with this co-hosting? I just asked my friend Cody and he wants to do it too. Of course he has a friend named Cody. Which is my friend Cody Leach, who I I actually think I like a a lot and has helped me out a lot. I don't know this person. Regardless. And so he's like, I spoke to Cody. It's going to be fine. And I said, dude, it. It is a joke. Like, we are not, we're not doing that. And he's like, oh, ha ha. That's weird. Okay. What do you mean? That's (laughs) weird. And then April 1st. It gets. It gets so much worse because then oh, Jesus. I, I was like, because I said, ha ha, no. And he goes, what are you laughing at? What is what is funny? And I said, well, I just think it's funny that like you fell for the joke and that you were so into it. Oh, oh, here. No, let me go back. I said, it's an April Fool's joke. Oh, I didn't realize it was. Also, though, why would we have a man on a woman-focused podcast? Lol. I didn't know it was woman-focused. Well, I guess it's maybe not inherently, but the way we've been doing this podcast kind of is. This is it, fam. I haven't listened yet, but it's on the list. What the fuck? Like, imagine the male hubris of like, hmm, I haven't engaged with the source material. Listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I'm ready and willing. Like, give Bless me the day. I'm your, I'm your co-host, Alfred. Give me that fucking blind confidence. I have to practice every conversation in the mirror 
14 times before I say one word. And this man was just like, I could probably do it. Fuck off. Oh, so I, I, uh, I want to chime in here because I just read the power by (laughs) Naomi Alderman, who is Margaret Atwood's protege Mm -hmm. and it's amazing. And I love it. And there have been requests for us to cover it on this podcast, but I was like, I, I got to get through season two of the handmaid's tale. Like I can't, I can't think about things. And anyway, it's really, really good. But the, the kind of frame narrative about it is like women are the dominant gender and Uh you see a dude emailing this woman for mentorship using the deferential, like unconfident tone of a woman and the woman being like, Oh, like a whole bunch of dudes being police officers. That sounds like a porno and Uh like so funny. That's so funny. funny. Anyway, it's a great book. If you've not read it, I give it like millions of thumbs up. Okay. I'm yeah. putting it down on our reading really, list. really, really good. But I've just been noticing also in several discussions on our page, we have a lot of men like parachuting into these discussions who are, I guess, friends of people who are in these groups who just barge into these discussions with no notion of The Handmaid's Tale. And I'm frankly sick of it. Yeah. I'm like, not to gatekeep, but to gatekeep. Like, that is so <laughs> fucked up. Um and, you know, if you listen to us and you happen to be male, like, I don't... Oh, boy. Well, I appreciate no, no, no. Your... There's Look, you can tell the difference. Yeah, If you're totally. a, a guy who listens to this podcast and you participate on the page, you know, you know, you, you have a relationship with us. Right. You understand what we're talking about and why, but we do get people who don't listen to the podcast or watch the show. And just want to say their opinion. And I don't understand why you would even do that, So, but... Yeah, so... Honestly, anyone who listens to us, we value your, your listenership. And yes, we do get playfully misandrous a lot of times. Yeah. But that is just kind of the nature of the show and the nature of this source material. And I'm I'm done with all of these men <laughs> coming in on our page. So thank you, everybody who also, has engaged just, respectfully. I'm just going to say one thing. If you're a person, um, you know, of any gender, ethnicity, religion, whatever, and you say not all of us are blah, 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 like you are, though. Like, if you feel the need to defend yourself against that kind of generalization, yeah. you're guilty of whatever it is that you're trying yeah. to not be part of. So I'm just, I'm over it. And I'm sure if you've been on our page, you've seen it happen every now and then. So thank you for your patience. And thank you to everyone who engaged respectfully. We're having a really fun time with March Sadness. Yes. You guys are really engaged with us on Twitter. We're excited to talk to you. I put out this post on Facebook a little too late to get any responses, but... um, uh, somebody wanted me to say on air face butter is real so yeah that's right but um i think that's all of our listener commentary yeah uh we i mean you're right you're much more involved than i've been traveling i've been I out know. of it i know the april fool's prank was just a delightful lark for me <laughs> as i was gallivanting through boston not taking any photos of handmaid's <sighs> tail locations but Weird. i just did i didn't plan that's I was okay. too preoccupied with the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> uh, By which I mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, so let's get into let's this get into this trailer. trailer. You're driving. Okay, so sorry that this recap is a little late, but we have been traveling and busy. So this is only first this is the first time we can get down to talk about it. But we're gonna break it down. There are roughly forty scenes in this, and I've taken meticulous notes on all of them. So strap the F in. 
So strapped. Okay, so this trailer begins with the first shot, which is offered in a van saying, is this what freedom looks like? No, probably. It's kind of like talking about the notion of can you ever escape because the thesis (gasps) statement of this whole season. Gilead is within you. Mm -hmm. I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. (laughs) That'll really really drive the boys wild. (laughs) They'll be like, what's Gilead? Blessed day, Kelly. I don't know what Gilead is, but I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) So something I think about this scene, because she is in the back of the van, I posture that this is like the exact next scene to where we leave off in season one. That's what I think too, but also why are there loose bullets? You don't... You don't keep uh, car bullets? In no, no, not in California. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really I don't more know. of a Texas thing. I'm not sure what to make of that unless the eyes, as they are leaving town, get into some kind of shoot off and have to go pa-poo, Yeah, but yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know either. They're, they're rolling around very calmly in that shot. Yeah. You know, like it feels like they've been there for a while. I bet that's going to be a device where like she's so nervous and she's in the back of the mm-hmm. car and just ominously are these bullets rolling back and forth. I'm already like that made my skin crawl. There's like I can't a Taco Bell wrapper. noises. I do. <laughs> I can't handle. I need my white noise machine. <laughs> the next scene. Did is- you say Taco Bell wrapper? Yes. <laughs> I feel like everybody's car has a Taco Bell wrapper in it somewhere. Yeah, even like if you you've just, never eaten Taco no, Bell. And it's just like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that just manifested itself. Every time a drunk ass throws up in a bathroom, a new Taco Bell wrapper shows up in somebody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Nacho Fries. Get Nacho Fries at your local Taco Bell. So the next scene is Serena Joy sitting in the window. Very similar to the scene we saw in trailer number one, which itself is similar to a scene we saw in the original trailer for the whole first series. Then it's Serena Joy talking to Fred. I always forget his name is Fred until we record. And I'm like, Fred, you motherfucker. It's funny to imagine him as the Fred from the early days of YouTube, which is just a little boy with a very high-pitched voice. (laughs) That's a fun game to play with yourself. But regular... So now we're doing that. Um, but he does say, Serena Joy says, we can't explain this away. We'll th- they'll think we're part of the resistance. And Fred says, had you shown that girl one ounce of kindness, she would still be here. And say what you said when we were watching this. Oh, yeah. Is it possible for somebody to be like both 100% correct and 100% wrong? Because he is. Because... In his mind, he's given her all of this preferential treatment and he's made her feel beautiful. He gave her Scrabble and he bitches her, love Scrabble. Yeah, bitches love... Look, if you're a dude and you're listening to be like a pickup artist on like <laughs> feminazis, like Scrabble, bitch. Oh, Scrabble. <laughs> but you know, in his mind, he has done everything in his power. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird that he thinks that because the other one killed herself. I know. Like, well, like guess what? If the first one kills herself and the second one gets like captured, maybe it's you, boo boo. Well, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> you know, Fred is thinking to himself, like, okay, note taken. Girls don't like to play sequence. Let's try Scrabble. <laughs> so that was the sequence killer. Uh, and I mean, but I mean, the thing is, they're both so willfully ignorant of the fact. No, it's the sexual slavery. Yeah. It's the sexual slavery that's the real deal breaker here. Totally. You could be as nice as you please, and she'd still want to get the hell out of there. Absolutely. It's just not a pleasant situation. I feel like Serena's going to shoot back with, I gave her a macaron that time. (laughs) (laughs) 
How dare you? I know it was rhubarb flavored, but that was her fault. Ooh, weird we didn't see any rhubarb at the farmer's market today. I don't think it's rhubarb season yet. Mm. I think it's a little bit later in the spring and summer. Okay. Uh, P.S. We're humble bragging. We went to the farmer's market. <laughs> oh, did I mention that? <laughs> we went to the farmer's market and had dim sum. <laughs> Kelly bought no less than three bouquets. <laughs> so if you're wondering uh, where your Venmo money goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't been home for a while. My roommate is blessedly gone. And I am just, um, you know, I'm living my, my best life. Look, I would have 20 bouquets in here. Yes. If I had the... The financial means to uh, Please donate to our Venmo so we can get 20 bouquets <laughs> for the both of us. You know who is not living their best life? Mm, who? It's June and this man in the hallway in the next scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Tell me, tell me more. I'm not sure who this person is that she's with, but they're in a hallway and it looks like the hallway in the back of like an office building or a hotel. Ugh. And on the back wall, you can see a logo and I'm not sure if it's the Sons of Jacob <gasps> logo. Let me double check. Uh, that you right know quick. that they like have really long meetings about graphic redesign <laughs> like every three weeks. And they're like, uh, like kind of crouching in the corner. So it looks like they're like escaping from some kind of compound, mm-hmm. or maybe they need to walk through this building. I don't know to steal a Econo wife outfit, which she's wearing later in the later in the shots, mm-hmm. or to like just get paperwork done and like scooch <laughs> out. I don't know. I also noticed that this trailer, especially, is taking the note of more racially diverse casting because mm-hmm. um, there are several people of color just in this very short trailer alone, um, including the two eyes that we see later in the same scene, which are a white man and a black man. And uh, <laughs> so they're trying to really cover their bases there. The fourth scene is a scary guy whose face I do not recognize. It is not right? Bradley it's Whitford. It's not Bradley Whitford because I watched it twice and I was like, okay, that's not Bradley Whitford, but he has lines. He is dressed in what appears to be the commander garb. I want, because remember, there's going to be this girl, like the young girl. <gasps> I, I wonder if that's her that. dad. Oh, gross. Oh, man. Gosh, I didn't even think of that. Eden? Yes. I was name? like, what's her oh. name? Like, Purity? Rarity? No, that's a My Little I Pony. I think it's her name um. is Unbroken Hymen McGee. <laughs> Just old UH. <laughs> um, please, please. Unbroken Hymen McGee is my mother. <laughs> you may call me Unbroken. <laughs> They called her unbroken. <laughs> that's a that's like a it's like a horse movie. Like, <laughs> unbroken. It's about like a sad horse uh, well, that's abused and then oh it gains no. the love of a child. Oh no. Yeah. Um oh that's an interesting read that maybe that guy is in some way related to her. Potentially. I mean interesting. I'm just I'm just spitballing here because I don't know you know, if he's not Bradley Whitford, uh who the fuck is he? Yep. I only recognize. That's what I ask on every show. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but he's not Bradley Whitford. That's on my Tinder profile. (laughs) The next shot is an especially chilling shot. It's like an overhead shot. Chilling. (laughs) Wow. Well, you're going to feel bad about this transition now. (laughs) I might. I might not. An overhead spiral shot of handmaids and black coffins. And I counted because I wondered if it jived with the scene that we see later. Mm -hmm. There are 31 coffins. (gasps) Why are you gasping? (laughs) Because I'm surprised. Look, listen, you're saying things that happened in this. I watched this trailer multiple times and I feel like I have never seen it. Wow. Like... 
Stick with me, kid. I've just like retained nothing. So yeah, so there's handmaids at this funeral, which we have, you know, we've got confirmation. This is a handmaid's mm-hmm. funeral with 31 coffins. The handmaid's funeral. So much less fun than a teddy bear's picnic. It really is. <laughs> Truly a departure from the teddy bear picnic. Then we get to scene six, which is a scene that we saw at Paley Fest, which is the handmaids in the rain with their arms outstretched. Ooh, and it has been raining in the Bay Area for like mm-hmm. the last three days. We've been reenacting this We've scene. been reenacting. I just have been carrying this rock around. <laughs> My arm hurts. <laughs> I told you to stop. <laughs> um, yeah, I knew it was a trick. <laughs> I was like, Aunt Lydia didn't say so. This next one, when I first watched it, this scene, these two scenes scared me the most. <laughs> and when I made reference of it, of one of them to you, you didn't believe me that it was a thing. I called shot number seven, the very sinister belly button hole. <laughs> Listen, I feel like my brain saw this the first time I watched the trailer and was like, no, baby girl, we can't go here. <laughs> You need to pretend a different thing happened. So this is a shot of a sheet or a garment with a hole in it. It really looks like a garment to me. Okay. More than a sheet. I don't know. IMO. But there is somebody sliding. It looks like like they're sliding their body up underneath the sheet. Uh-huh. So we see the belly button pass through the little hole and we assume that the vagina is coming next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's having What is the belly button? Vagina toes. What is the belly button if not the appetizer to the <laughs> vagina? Well, okay. Well, I don't do sex on the first date, but you can fuck around with my belly button. You know, get in there. Just see how you feel. Um, so this one was very scary to me. And here's how I read it. So there is that tradition of certain Orthodox religions mm-hmm. of the way to copulate is via a hole in the sheet so that you don't see the person's whole body you just have the parts necessary for reproduction i don't know why but the word parts just always <laughs> makes me laugh i think the one like that for me is bits yep yep, 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 yep. Bits is very funny same kind of thing so i'm thinking the scene that we're seeing is either it's one of two things so it can be either the time when old unbroken hymen gets the hymen broken <laughs> And that's how, like, that is the ritual because we do see in a couple shots later what appears to be, like, a wedding. So this could be Unbroken Hymen's first time with her commander. I feel so bad for Unbroken Hymen because we haven't even met her yet. And she already has a horrible nickname. It's fine. It it happens. Uh, So... Either that's like the very pure and chaste way that commanders first make love to their wives. Uh Uh-huh. That's one. Or my other theory before I thought of that was this is a pre-Handmaid's era attempt at having sex in a purer way to make babies. Okay. Um, So this is my idea, thinking that it's a wife and a commander. So Fred and Serena Joy potentially thinking like, wow, we have been fucking in closets and no babies have come of it. So perhaps we need to recommit ourselves to God and to this cause and have sex in this very chaste way. Because we can see in season one that they do have sex, but it's very few and far between. And there Mm -hmm. seems to be a lot of guilt associated with you know her wanting to perform Mm non-procreative sex with him so i wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of hard reboot that they tried to do where they're like maybe if we had sex with the women that we were already having sex with in a very pure way 
maybe this will make the babies come. So it could be either that scene or the first scene that I mentioned. Hard reboot. Hard reboot. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. That's an alternate name for our podcast. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about that scene? No, but now I want to do a children's rhyme that's just boot and reboot sitting on a fence. <laughs> boot gets off. Who is left? Reboot. Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> reboot sitting on a fence. Okay, anyway. Uh, um, no, I don't have any thoughts. I think and- I think it's more likely that it's Unbroken Hymen. Okay, we'll see. I think that makes sense when you say it. Um, the the interesting thing, just cinematography wise, is the motion of that scene. The ocean. <laughs> oh, I'm crushing it today! Wow, just what's wow. up, day, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the motion of that scene is the sheet kind of sliding down a person's body and it follows so neatly with the motion of the next scene which is the two bodies being weighed down in the swimming pool right and so who the fuck are they whoever edited this trailer mwah, there's so many good cuts it's like they're a professional editor it's so crazy <laughs> um the next scene is two people a man and a woman being weighted down with kettlebells in a swimming pool and you know what my first thought is when crossfit I- <laughs> you bitch <laughs> You dirty bitch. I had a joke all teed up. Well, you can say it now. No, I cannot. All right. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, like, do your burpees. Jesus. (laughs) I wrote, man, CrossFit looks horrible. Uh, I'm sorry for hitting you, but I was just upset in that moment. You barely hit me. Um, So, yeah. I've been hit much harder than that by a podcast (laughs) co-host. Um, what do you think we're seeing? Uh, I mean, I like the theory that Fred and Serena are sentenced to be executed yeah. for all of this. However, I feel like I can't make a ton of predictions because I do feel really strongly that they're getting renewed for a third season. I, yeah, I really crazy. believe that they're going to say that when the first episodes drop. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It could be it could be anybody. I think so too. I feel like I feel like it's too obvious for it to be them. Like but it also like could. So I looked here's something interesting. I really paused and like got right up to my TV to really look at this. So there's a couple of striking things about this scene. Is one is there's like four or five other kettlebells at the bottom of this pool. Mm-hmm. Are they attached to other people? They're not attached to chains or people. They're just like Maybe kettlebells just at the size. bottom of the pool. Confused. Um, so that was interesting. Oh, you don't keep kettlebells at the bottom of your pool? I don't. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the other thing really is... really gets the iron content of your swimming pool up. <laughs> it's very good for the skin. <laughs> Lovely. Um, <laughs> the woman in this is barefoot and is wearing some kind of like white dress. She's probably not pregnant. <laughs> yes, I would hope Being she's Gilead. not pregnant. <laughs> But the other thing, the man is wearing black pants and shoes. And I looked closely and the shoes have like a tread on them. So I don't really know much about men's shoes, but I feel like dress shoes, such as the ones the commander might wear, don't have a tread on them. So I was thinking, is this Nick maybe? (gasps) I don't know. One thing that is interesting, because remember at the panel at Paley Fest, they were like, oh, you know, it's Gilead. Nobody's safe. Mm -hmm. But I think that is kind of bullshit to say, because who died? You know what I mean? Like, nobody we care about died. In season one? I know. Even when we thought thought that Rory was going to die, she didn't. Yeah. So, like, 
I, I think that they're, they are going to like, the body count is going to get much higher this year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you just kill people that we just met in season two, then yeah. I call bullshit. Marissa Tomei is dying. Yeah, Marissa Tomei, <laughs> Cherry Jones, like all the people they couldn't afford Bradley to bring Whitford on for a third dying. season. Like, I think that honestly, though, I think there is a high likelihood of Fred and Serena not making it to the end of the season. And if they brought them back. I would say they bring him back via flashback. The other thing to remember, if we're getting things from the book that we didn't see in season one, there is the purge coming Ooh. of the first generation of Gilead leaders. Yeah. So someone mentioned that, that might us. be something that comes up. Yeah. Someone mentioned that to us on Twitter that they remember reading the part in the epilogue that says that the Waterfords are liquidated. Were they literally liquidated by being drowned in a pool? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't say. Maggie Atz leaves it vague. Get it. Yeah. So this I'm very interested to see all this. Okay. The next scene is. Oh, and I forget that first that, that scene had Aunt Lydia's VO that says, love the Lord thy God with all your hearts. And then in the next scene, we see white veils and commanders, which I think means a child wedding. Mass wedding. With old unbroken hymen. And her even older commander husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely think that's what that is. Scene 10. Ooh, boy. This is hard. This scene is a man and woman gagged and bound in the woods. And this is what we saw this in some of the earliest trailers for this season. And it's Fred surrounded by eyes pointing a gun at the man's head. And this is not a man we've seen. Nor is it a woman we've seen. I was squinting because, but I was just thinking because of the complexion, I was wondering if it was Rita. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it is. Yeah. But what do you think we're seeing here? I think that Fred is trying to track down off Fred. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't know how these people tie in. I would bet they're either the people that shelter her mm-hmm. along the way. Or he is setting them up to like take a fall mm-hmm. and yeah. like deflect suspicion from him and his household. That is very astute. I think that could, either of those could be right. Scene 11 is June crying and holding a hammer. Now this hammer we've seen in the previous trailer Being with drag her along. dragging yeah. along the wall. So this is the second time we're seeing this hammer. What the this is i don't know maybe she's oh. just doing some light construction work <laughs> june before we move we do need these shelves put up <laughs> can you earn your keep a little please Listen, remember that episode of sex in the city where carrie and aiden were gonna take the wall down between their apartments oh, we got a similar thing going on here everybody on twitter whenever i talk about sex in the city is like oh my god carrie should have ended up with aiden it's like no aiden would be a terrible fit for carrie like yeah. that just doesn't make any sense no Carrie literally got what she deserved. Yeah. And I say that as a Carrie. And I still think like there's nobody she would have been happier with other than Mr. Big. You know, everybody thinks I'm a Samantha, but I'm actually a Charlotte in Samantha clothing. I disagree. I think you're a Miranda. Okay. I think you're a Miranda Samantha rising. (laughs) (laughs) Just like I think I'm a Carrie Charlotte rising. I think you're correct about that. Yeah. Anyhow, I went to journalism school because of Sex in the City. <gasps> Which is hilarious. 100% Did you watch no the Carrie joke. Diaries? No. Any good? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I like Anna Sophia Robb, but... Mm. Uh, anyway, Redheads, please write in and tell us which Sex in the City character you are. Absolutely. I very interesting. I would not be surprised if our audience skewed Miranda. Yeah, that's true. We're all I'm pissed just off. calling something early. But I would never have a baby that I didn't want. AKA the future mayor of New York City. And I dumped my Steve. And then my Steve turned into a Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, 
I don't know. Steve. Yeah. I don't know. A mix of like Steve Berger and Justin Thoreau's character would be my favorite. Berger is my jam. (sighs) And honestly, I feel like breaking up via Ghosted is fine. No, it's not. I think it is. No, it's not. I think it is fine. It is not. Um, Look, if you're breaking up with me, I don't need a whole fucking production. Just be like, I'm breaking up with you. And I'll be like, okay, great. Bye. Anyway, the hammer, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe, obviously, it's to break something. (laughs) I'm so sorry. uh, That was just adorable. Is it skull? But is it skulls or is it like breaking into a building? And I'm not sure. I wonder if it's like in the Mad Dash, the only weapon she could grab was a hammer. Yeah, like a very battle royale situation. Somebody else has like a pot lid Uh and... So think about that. Redheads, let us know what you think about that hammer. I really don't know. The next scene is a scene inside. It looks like the Waterford's house, uh-huh. which is the handmaids and the wives, the wives in a inner circle and right? the handmaids in the outer circle. Circles are really big this season, which mm-hmm. makes sense because it's a very feminine, like womb-like shape. Yeah. Um, and if we're saying like the Gilead is within you, that is very tangibly Gilead. The wives being inside the inner circle of the yeah. handmaids just physically thought that was interesting um <laughs> the next scene of, did you have anything to say about that what are they holding the wives are holding these like weird string things that hang down oh. and i'm very like are they belly chains or <laughs> i thought they were holding each other's hands they are but there are these strings oh. hanging down from where they're holding hands maybe it's like a new wife um sort of initiation that they're doing are they for- gonna play light as a feather stiff as a board yes uh-huh. <laughs> but maybe it's like the very first time you get assigned a handmaid it's like a ceremony mm-hmm. inside people's houses that could be that's something to think about the next scene i call marissa to pray because <laughs> it is you're fired <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Podcast over. (laughs) Because it features Marissa Tomei, dirty, disheveled, bedraggled in the colonies, praying. So I don't know what to make of that. Is that Kesha? Yes. My fave. So she looks actually pretty worse for the wear. And I thought she was meant to be an authority figure in the colonies. But maybe it's like the dregs of the ant barrel. Oh, listen, I don't there. think if you're a good ant, they send you to the colonies. <laughs> it's not a promotion. No, they're like, oh, okay, well, you've outlived your usefulness. Mm. Uh, sending you and your barren womb to an even more <laughs> barren location. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think, A, you don't get the creme de la ant right. out in the colonies. B, I feel like Emily and Janine are potentially going to like start some shit out there. Yeah. And if June's mom is there too. Totally. Like maybe they fuck some shit up and she is dealing with the aftermath. I agree. It's going to be like occupy colonies. The colonies colonies remind me of the movie Holes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I just watched. I was at a bar the other day and mind you, I was one and a half martini deep and I could have sworn to you they were playing the Holes rap because <laughs> i was like i was like i'm listening and I'm like two shirts two tokens in hand got no respect because i'm the new man <laughs> it sounded like dig it up oh oh um but right, the colonies does have a very holes feel to it 
the next scene is where we get the finale of this Aunt Lydia quote, which began, you love will the Lord love the Lord thy God with all your heart, or you will feel the wrath of his judgment. And then this scene. God is so judgy. Oh, my God. So judgy. God never thinks about <laughs> things from my perspective. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this is the. It's like, walk a mile in my shoes, God. Please. I know you don't have feet, but what abs? Uh, when you saw that footprints next to me, that was you judging. Um, <laughs> so this scene with the finale of that Aunt Lydia quote is the long awaited Aunt Lydia Friday Night Lights crossover. <laughs> Clear hearts. <laughs> Can't lose. Oh, wait, what is it? Uh, I do not know. It's like clear heart shit it's something hard something clear hearts clear eyes can't lose yeah clear hearts clear wombs can't not be pregnant look i'm gonna work on this everybody i'm gonna have a real good one lined up for the premiere but she is in a football field um <laughs> what i'm just thinking about her being coach i love you know the amy schumer show has um, a no, lot I to know. do but With that, that friday night lights <laughs> Oh my Parody god! Is so funny. I love sending that gift to people, especially now that I'm sober. Like of her drinking that giant glass of Chardonnay. At the I love end. it. I love it. Also, I love Mrs. Coach. So, ugh. Then, oh my god, Connie Britton is ageless. Her hair. Ugh. Anyway, um. Oh my god, I wish she was on this show. She. I'm surprised she's she'd not. She'd be so good on this show. Homegirl makes the rounds uh-huh. of prestige television. Yeah, but she just she just got a lead in that like nine one one show. So I feel like look, I'm not here to explain. Huh. Network television. The next scene is very scary. It's on feasibly that same football field and it has handmaids getting ready to be hung and not the fun penis kind of hung and like there's i think because i i didn't count the individual okay so there's five in a little thing and there's two on each so it nets out to 45 handmaids shit which is there are a couple coffins short I know. I was a little bummed about that, but we also can Maybe see... Maybe they had to double up in coffins. Ooh, that's gruesome. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What show did you think we were watching, sweetie? Did, <laughs> did you think this was a PBS Kids show? I thought we were covering Daniel Tiger, but I guess <laughs> Yeah, <not>. bad news. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they could be the same coffins because there are some coffins that are like trailing off screen in that shot, so it might be just like a the little like... coffins boop. of Gilead. <laughs> But yeah, 45 people hanging. And so a lot to unpack here. So it appears that Aunt Lydia is overseeing this hanging. And this was hotly contested on Twitter. Janine Hospod said to us that she thinks that they're probably hanging the handmaids to send a message to any planned resistance. And we argued a lot with her about Mm -hmm. like, why would they hang fertile people? Yeah. So I wonder if... Gosh, because it certainly seems like these ladies have to be the ladies in the coffin. But I wonder if it's just like we are getting you close to as hanging as we can possibly get to scare the it's shit out possible, of you. possible, but also, I mean, we don't know exactly how many handmaids there are throughout Gilead. We know what, isn't it just Alaska that hasn't fallen? Yeah, I think so. So. And who wants those cold handmaids anyway? <laughs> uh, cold handmate, warm heart. Um, <laughs> Can't lose. <laughs> So maybe they're more plentiful than we think. But if they're thinking of like shipping them out to Mexico too. But 
I think it depends on the severity of the resistance. Mm. If this is like the Boston region mm-hmm. where, you know, we know that the Waterfords are going to be having some trouble. Mm-hmm. Offred has escaped with a Gilead baby inside mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. Like, I I could see, look, I, I have had issues with this show at times maneuvering things that aren't believable, like Offred being alone with the Mexican ambassador. <laughs> you know, I think they'll make whatever, the, whatever is happening here, they're going to make a case for it. Like yeah. why it seems logical. It could like, cause I mean, think about it. If they're going to kill an entire like generation of Gilead commanders, like you're going to have to kill a whole bunch of other people also mm-hmm. to like make that stick. Can I bring up a counterpoint? No. Okay. I'm kidding. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember from that article that we quote a lot in our first trailer recap, they said the resistance is an anti-Gilead movement, not a pro-handmade one. Yeah. So I think there is a tiny shred that maybe this is the resistance trying to cut off the main export of Uh Gilead, which is women flesh and just killing these women yeah and i mean there's a small chance i don't think so because really in my heart i don't think so because it looks to be the same scene that aunt lydia is presiding over in friday night lights so (laughs) i think it's from the friday night ants exactly (laughs) but there is a chance another reading of this is that it's the resistance killing handmaids so just think about or somebody from the resistance could have infiltrated the upper echelons of leadership sold them on this plan as a way to undercut their supply of exportable handmaids my brain is blown i'm so excited to like watch this show i can't even tell you i can't wait so that's a scene to unpack 21 is luke being held back by the police and moira at what looks like potentially the same protest holding a sign that says, my name is Moira. And I think it's possible that the Luke one is a flashback for some reason. I think the Moira one is a flashback. I think the Moira one is a post-Moira getting to Canada. Oh. Uh, I don't know why else she would be holding a sign that says, my name is Moira. Because the package that Mayday delivered to Offred that is now in Rita's possession was all of those letters of testimony that I believe they're trying to smuggle out of the country. So I think that they're up in Canada and Little America, and I don't think, and what we know from the book is that the international community doesn't do shit about Gilead. Wow, that is a so great reading. So they're at a protest saying, we are human beings. We have names. How can the entire world just sit by and watch these atrocities happen? However, think about all of the atrocities that the United States sits by and just lets happen. Absolutely. And I mean, look, and it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. I just watched, there's an episode of Call the Midwife that dealt with female genital mutilation. I know. That one was so scary. You know what? I thought they should not have talked about that. Like, what do you mean? Because they wanted to have it both ways. They did. They really wanted to have it both ways. And I was firmly team the woman. Of like, course. Because like the handmaids the are always like. girl. Yeah. They're all. But, but, no, but I'm saying I'm like that woman. This is how she was raised. This is what she thinks is right. Mm. You can't start going around telling people how to practice their religion. What? The Handmaid's Tale is slightly colonial. What? This is the first yeah. I'm hearing of that. Anyway. Anyway. But, or but like, not The Handmaid's Tale. Call the midwife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Listen. 
I don't have time. If you want to listen to that, you can hear me ranting about it on my other podcast. But anyway, we're just talking about like, you know, where where can you intervene in another sovereign nation's affairs? Yeah, that's Because I mean, that's the thing is like, we don't really have a sense, you know, what are the flyover states they could get like add? Do they love it? Yeah. They might fucking love it. Yeah. Because we're still seeing this is just a coastal city's mm-hmm. reaction to Gilead. Yeah. Maybe everybody else is stoked about it. Yeah, we don't know. And, you know, you can't, you know, you can't go into what is an otherwise stable nation mm-hmm. from another country and be like, hey, um, we heard you're not treating your women like people. Um, We just want to let you know that's fine. Because, um, you know, nobody does, so it's okay. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting read on that. I hadn't thought of that. I thought for sure that this was like, because they said in the panel that we are going to see how you get to Gilead. So I was thinking, and they show, they show a uh, protest. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Gilead? You subjugate women. <laughs> But we did see that protest in season one that was like the women's marchy kind exactly, of Exactly. So yeah. I kind of thought that that was another scene, that this was another scene from that. And the reason that she would have a my name is Moira sign is because somebody, likely Serena Joy and Fred, like published the notion that like women should belong to men and their name shouldn't be their name anymore. It should be of this. Yeah. So that I, could be. I would buy that more if Offred was there with her. Fair enough. But if, if she's alone at a protest, I feel like it's like present day in the timeline. That's fair enough. Um, And then the next one, and you know who's in the car then? Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> or Drake. <laughs> uh, the next scene, speaking of Moira not being alone, the next scene is Moira making out with a woman in a pink nightclub. Now, this could either be, because we did get kind of a sniff of this at the Paley Fest. A sniff? <laughs> is cracking you up today giggle listen uh i just bought a bunch of flowers i'm feeling good <laughs> um but i think this they said that we might see more of odette which is moira's girlfriend right in this. so it could either be her and odette in pre-gilead days or it could be post-gilead and she's just like with going out on the Canadian prowl yeah. Lady. yeah or it could be a relationship she had in jezebel's mm-hmm. lots of ways to read that uh we're almost halfway done we're more than we're, that's we're, that's so encouraging we're more than halfway we're more than halfway <laughs> i'm like done. it's been 40 minutes oh geez we're more than halfway yeah. done the next one is we see the picture of june and nick and hannah that we've you already seen before pardon me yeah luke and, and luke says no matter what i'm not gonna stop looking for her so is he talking about hannah is he talking about june i bet he's talking about june yeah uh whoops <laughs> then we see people embracing in an office building. So the next two times oh, I was watched... Oh, Secret Santa already? <laughs> the next two times I watched this, the haircut of the man looked to be Nick. But the first time I saw this, I assumed it was because they mentioned at Paley Fest that we were going to see scenes from a newspaper as Gilead oh, is forming. right. So it could be like they're going to take us on this weird B or C story of these two people in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. So that could be. Any thoughts? I don't care about the news. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> then. I know I'm part of the problem. Uh, then we get to the scene that a lot of people were talking about on Twitter, which is Nick talking to Offred and he goes I'm trying to keep you safe you and our baby <gasps> boo I don't know why mm. like and he doesn't even say it in a patronizing way 
<laughs> but I'm just like, boo, she's fine. She doesn't need you. Like, she, she clearly does. does. She's not good at stuff. <laughs> but, like, I just got so, like, reactionarily angry. I was like, don't you say that to her. <laughs> I am a strong, independent woman she's under not, though. the patriarchy. She's not, None, she's not yeah. doing great. No one in Gilead is. Not great, Bob! <laughs> <laughs> We get a flashback to when Hannah is being taken away in the like field. Oh, and that baby is so good. Very cute. Because that just makes me all weepy and sad. Oh, and they, they talked about that actress in the panel. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more of her, which I'm excited about. I want to see her interacting with Unbroken Hymen. <laughs> I do not. I do. I want to see like, how do you groom a child in Ooh, Gilead? I do want to see that now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So speaking of Hannah is uh, June said she left me once. Now I have to leave her. And we see June in front of a door in a very drab, I believe, Econo mm-hmm. wife outfit or it could be a Martha outfit. But I think it's a it's an Econo wife outfit. And it looks like she went to that same door that Serena mm-hmm. Joy went to like take Hannah out. Ooh. I don't like this line. Yeah. I'm curious about it in context, but yeah. like, I just don't like that she left me. One- I'm like, she didn't leave you. Yeah. She it's... was taken from you. Yeah. She was very upset about like, and I, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see, but yeah. it's like, look, you can't do anything for her in Gilead. I know. So, but I think though, and this is why I'm very interested in what Offred's escape attempt looks like because we see her in a car we see her in a hallway and here it looks like she doubled back and Uh went to the neighborhood which is driving distance from the waterfords like very close and is has stolen this outfit and is trying to blend in and maybe trying to go get hannah i don't know look i got a lot of questions because at the end of this trailer she says my name is june osborne and i am free Mm-hmm. I, I know you know and i'm like i don't know what any of this means what might be interesting is if that line is actually said before the lines that we see at the very beginning of the trailer yeah. she says i'm free but then what is freedom yeah. <laughs> i think that might be more likely freedom ain't free though Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you said it girl then we get to I think there's just going to be some juicy Fred and Serena Joy stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's so part- exciting for you and your problematic fave. Oh, my God, my queen. I will say, like, for my problematic fave, I feel like we don't see much of what Aunt Lydia is up to. We're going to get I, I know we're going to get. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, I want more. I want, I want more. more. I want to be where endowed be. <laughs> I want to see, want to see her yelling. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Pretty good. Good, good uh, work, team. Thank you. Uh, great. Then the next scene, speaking of Serena Joy and Fred, is Fred going, our house has been infected with terrorists. And <gasps> the shot goes to Nick and Rita. Oh, no. <gasps> Nick and Rita. Nick, Nick and Rita. And Rita. <laughs> I don't know why everything has to be a Chia Pet commercial today. Know, very but- weird. <laughs> So also, the texture scary. on Rita's head kerchief is top notch. I love it. <laughs> Good eye. I'm going to say maybe Rita doesn't make it out of the season alive. Though that actress did I seem very comfortable. I would be so sad because Amanda Bruegel is a delight. Just a delight. She is the winner. Like, yeah. I think of everybody that I would want to be friends with in that cast. I mean, barring the people that we haven't actually like been in the same room as. But like, I'm like, Amanda Bruegel, let's brunch it up. I would be friends with 
Yvonne Strahovski because I would love to go hiking. I would love to meet her dogs. She's very cute. I love her so much. Yeah, I mean, and I think I like not that I don't like. I would I would like to be her acquaintance, but like you would be so jealous if I was her friend I, and you weren't I her would. friend. I would. So I would. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to destroy our friendship. Thank you so much. <laughs> the uh, thank you. <laughs> the next scene. So I think yeah, if I was going to predict somebody who doesn't make it out of the season, I would say Rita. And Rita, Serena Joy, Rita. unfortunately, I, I think maybe Serena Joy doesn't make it because Serena. Ser- we have Serena Joy in her like night clothes looking out of the window. And oh, OK, sorry, <laughs> I must address this. This is a point where someone on Twitter said, oh, do you think she's wearing an Econo wife outfit? And OK, fine. There is a chance. Blessed I day, Econo wife. Just don't think so. I just don't think so. I, I think if they were to punish Serena Joy, they would kill her. And they wouldn't, like, demote her to being somebody different. I life. think they might kill Fred and then give her to a different person. Right. But I don't think they're going to demote. Well, I just I think they would absolutely. Look, without Fred, she has no value. We've already seen that. I know, but I just don't see. We still don't understand the well, politics. I guess they didn't demote yeah what's her name yeah the putnams uh, yeah they didn't was her name angela no no angela's the baby and i always think that mrs putnam is angela because she looks like angela from the office she does look like (laughs) angela from the office she Naomi putnam yeah i think so you're right so mrs putnam seems to still be in her place as far as we know i think the likelihood of serena joy being an econo wife is is low i'm just gonna say that okay but oh this is so scary so Fred goes, if we can cons- confess our sins and he is faithful and just, he will forgive us. And then the next shot is Fred looping a belt and whipping someone. And, and guys, I think it's a rain of joy. I know. I'm so upset. A lot of really conservative yeah. religions still think that that is an okay thing to do to your wife well, who is an adult human being. What who, is it with the smaller than the width of your thumb yeah, is, is how the rule you're of allowed thumb. to beat someone. That with. belt was bigger than his thumb. Well, what if he like pulls up his hands and he's he has giant thumbs we've never noticed before? Oh. Giant leathery thumbs. <laughs> we just he just like has always kept his hands out of the shot and then he's like, "Hello." I'm very upset. <laughs> Let's move on to the next scene. So I'm upset. <laughs> I, I think Serena Joy gets hurt this season and as somebody that has hurt a bunch of people, I shouldn't feel bad for her, but I do because I love her. Uh, look, it's not black and white. Mm-mm. Like it's uh, it's not like a black and white cookie, which I would also love. It's Fifty Shades of Horrible. Mm. <laughs> I wish we had bought some cookies at the farmer's we market. We messed up. You know what? Honestly, I didn't see that many baked goods. You know what? It, it was kind of like an off week for the farmer's little, market. Little sparse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we flash to a scene of Janine. Oh, this is great. So this is another great cinematography, uh, bit because as the belt goes down to beat something, she pops up with her shovel. Mm -hmm. So really beautiful transition. So they are like shoveling amongst piles of hay. Yeah, it's holes. (laughs) It is holes. They're looking Uh, for Kate Barlow's schedule, uh, schedule, treasure. Schedule. She's like, cool. Be a school teacher. <laughs> hang my boyfriend. Then uh, be an outlaw. Then eat, eat some onions. Eat onions <laughs> and have cool lipstick. Oh, I love holes. <laughs> then, so Janine in the colonies, very cogent, clearer than we've heard her in in years. Where she says, "We come here, we work, we die." Uh, yeah, it's amazing how much clearer you can think when you're not getting raped constantly. <laughs> oh my god, does just wonders. the fog clears. 
<laughs> then we see a rally. Now, this is another one that people on Twitter have I have so about. many questions about this. I have so many questions about this because I could not really even read the signs that well. So did you clock what most of those signs said? No, I did not. But- one of them says Nazi hate. And I don't know if it's pro, but like there's more words about <laughs> it's a pro Nazi hate sign. It might be. It says Nazi hate. And then you <laughs> scooch the sign up and it's a thumbs up. <laughs> it's Nazi hate, comma. Great idea. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Eugenics is real. Wow, Jeff, I just feel like your sign could have been worded differently. No, no, no. I think this is fine. Plus a day, Jeff. I uh, didn't know you liked Nazi hate so much. Well, that's why I've got this sign, Christopher. (laughs) If Doofy Guardian does not have a part in season two, I am personally tweeting at Bruce Miller every day. I'm like, bring back the Doofy Guardian. (laughs) So... It's Serena Joy screaming into a crowd with Fred, and she says, the future of mankind depends on what we do today. Now, someone on Twitter posed to me the idea that, oh, look, Serena Joy's joining the resistance. And I was like, lol, nah. (laughs) You know what? I think it is much more likely that she would become an Akata wife before she would leave the resistance. I think that's a pre-Gilead. It's and I'm going to say it is 99% not 99.9 percent that that's what's happening i would agree with you the only other thing i could think is like maybe they're trying to flee the country Mm. and like people like found out they were there and they're like oh hey like let's have an impromptu rally and she's got to like whip people up to be like oh we're actually going to switzerland but (laughs) i think yeah serena joy is like very much the westboro baptist church in this situation in that she's going to places where other people are protesting and and being like nazi hate you guys are doing a bad job don't you get it we're trying to save you and you don't even realize it which is i'm so excited for like fired up serena joy i think that's what we're seeing is the early days when she's trying to really peddle this idea of god what if they call it oh it's like domestic the domestic imperative or something about bringing women back into the home and back okay. into child rearing so you mean I the think, feminine mystique no <laughs> i don't mean that it's so i think they're protesting her okay i'm very excited i felt like they were supporting her because they cheer at the end i think it i is thought it was a positive cheer. ambiguous frame of a cheer okay oh because i i bet like that was day one where she signed legislation or whatever saying like all you know divorced women are now property of the state and they were like no mm. don't do that, that sounds, and she was know, like I'll be honest with you that sounds restful right now <laughs> you know what else <laughs> i saw i just saw the movie deep impact and oh my god i love that movie i actually really like it too. i love that movie i have a funny so st- much better than armageddon i have a funny story to tell you about it off air but um the in- lily sobieski that was peak lily sobieski right. but the premise of that movie was like oh no the the world's gonna end in five days and i was having a bad week at that point i'm like you know that sounds fine that's how i honestly like <laughs> now that i'm very very sober like anytime i'm like scared that i'm gonna die i'm like but you know what i would be you know no more stress yeah <laughs> uh, speaking of stressful scene 32 of 40 so we're almost how done. are we st- we're almost done we're almost <laughs> oh done oh my god these are quickies. These are quickies. I, I believe it when I see it. This thing's going to end at one one fifteen. I'm calling it. All right. <laughs> uh, so quickies. Uh, Thirty two is scary handmaids, which I believe is the black dress. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I want to cosplay this. Like I don't. I don't like the cosplay of the regular handmaids, but this one. This is like Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I always called Ghost of Christmas Future. Yet to Come uh-huh. Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but Madison Corwin on Twitter said, "I can't help but notice that Handmaid's faces are always concealed more so than season one. So that's kind of interesting that mm-hmm. maybe they're veiled more in this this round of trailers. Well, I mean, if the eyes are going to keep fucking them, then we see she kind of got to hide them. Uh, Hide them from the eyes. Their whole job is to see. (laughs) Then we see June lighting the match to light her handmade steel dress on fire in her locker. Next scene, we're we're mowing through. The next scene is a mass of handmaids walking outside of a building. And there are floors and floors of them because the building is clear. So we can see like on the second and third floor. after that scene from the first trailer where they were all standing. Mm -hmm. But like, when is this? What This scares me more than anything else in this trailer. Because... I have no idea what this is or what's compelling them to do anything that they're doing. So we we had the idea the first time we looked at the previous trailer that this was from the epilogue Mm -hmm. and this was like Handmaid's Tale jaunt about and cosplay. Yeah. There's so many of them in this. I wonder if that's the case. But there's nobody else around. It's true. That's what concerns me is that there's nobody else here. And if it was a convention like this, there'd yeah. be a bunch of like looky loos and yeah. people with badges eating a falafel. Food truck. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So I don't know what to make of that. The next one is a little bit of gold that you would only find if you were watching the trailer like I did and just start, <laughs> stop, start, stop, start, stop. But I think we see June's mom. Yeah, we do. And little baby June. Little baby June. And they're also at a rally. So in the book, and also, guys, just to let you know, we're, yeah. you know, we're done with book spoilers. The- you've, either, you've either read the book or you haven't read the book. And, and we hope you have read the book. Season one covered the lion's share of the book. So from yeah. now on in, book spoilers are totally fine. And we're going to be doing them with abandon because there's just not that much left to spoil. <laughs> but in the book, they talk about june's mother being this big ardent feminist uh-huh. and taking her to rallies where they like burn pornography yeah and a little well, problematic you know, it's all that it's that second wave turfy bullshit totally so i bet we're seeing that in that scene then scene 36 i wrote nick wet slash screaming i <laughs> and my he's... uh my nethers just clenched up when he said that so <laughs> oh i'm excited uh and he's holding on to someone so i wonder if this is it's me i'm in it <laughs> oh lovely yeah i'm sorry i can't i can't keep quiet anymore i'm in i'm in season two uh, that'd be awesome i i pray that we get to be <laughs> oh, we are very close i feel like yeah so he's cradling someone i wonder if it's Alfred. it's me oh god okay it's kelly just kidding uh 37 is the commander crying so fred crying typical man Oh, 38 is June in save. Don't know what that means. Skipping June over. June in save? June in, maybe it's SUV. Oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Sorry. That- <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I couldn't read my writing. It's a sentence. It's June in same dowdy outfit running through field. Ah, uh, okay. So this is a scene that looks similar to how Moira got to Canada. So I wonder if it's her making it to Canada. I don't know. But she's in that same kind of econo wife outfit. So that's probably all linked. Anything to say about that? No. Okay. I didn't notice that at all. Scene 39 of 40. Oh, okay. So I wrote someone in black does something with their hand that I can't see. And in rewatching it now, I think I know what it is. What is it? I think it's the lever that pulls the floor (gasps) under you in a hanging situation. Uh Okay. So I think... 
those handmaids are getting killed. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's interesting. So I feel emotionally prepared for this now. Right. And the final scene is her saying, my name is June Osborne and I am free. But Gilead is within you. <laughs> See, you're right. I think it's a flip-flop. Like, yeah. this comes before the first line in the trailer. Well, and even if you are free, you're still at the mercy of, like, Nick. Yeah, and you're, you're still at kind of the mercy of Luke. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. What is freedom? And June Osborne, that means, like, her father once bit the head off of a bat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a hard thing to deal so with. Right <laughs> See, I'm thinking that she's descended from Sarah Osborne, oh. who was one of the victims of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that's what they're trying to say. It probably, get it, get it. <laughs> well, actually, isn't Oz, oh, no, yeah. So she's not Unless Kelly Osgood. She's like, Goody Osgood, really? Look, I gotta look this up. She's like, I'm so happy my sister Kelly made it out of <laughs> Gilead with her Lyme disease. <laughs> uh, Kelly Osborne, I used to think you were cool, and now you're kind of just like, meh. Uh, look, you know, it's hard to stay current. Shout out to, oh, you know what's funny? What? The Osborne's two daughters are Kelly and Amy. That is hilarious. It's spelled differently than, yeah. than your Amy is. That's okay. But anyway. All right, so 10 minutes. minutes to spare Nice on what I thought we were going to do. So good job barreling through. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so excited Me to too. watch the premiere episode. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, what the hell is oh going to happen? I'm, so I'm going to be upset. Excited. I'm going to be devastated. I'm so freaking excited. I'm going to be hopefully titillated by Max Minghella. Oof. Um, Over it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's not for you. You get Yvonne Strahovski, I get Max Minghella. That's I fine. think that's a fair trade. That's fine. All right, Redheads. Well, you know, this is going to be our last episode before we begin oh our episode recaps. Recap. Recap and recap. Sitting on a fence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you for sticking with us for another season. Thanks for engaging with us on Facebook. You can find Kelly on Twitter at Kelly Anakin. And you can find Molly on Twitter at Serious Molly. Nice. Yeah. If you are in the San Francisco area on April 12th, Kelly oh my and God, I right. are in our first show together since we started this podcast. Yeah. My friend Sam DeSalvo and I have a show called Sleepover with Sam and Molly, which is on at seven o'clock on April 12th at Piano Fight Theater in San Francisco. And it's a sleepover themed variety show with stories, comedy, ghost stories, competitive hair braiding and manicures provided by, you guessed it, your Aunt Kelly. Me! So Just like how I'm in Handmaid's Tale season two, I'm also in this show. <laughs> You're in this show. She's going to be on stage the whole time doing a Manny. So yeah. if you come, there's a chance she could do your nails. I could do your nails. So anyway, check that I'm out. A, I'm a dab hand. <laughs> <laughs> you can get tickets at pianofight.com for Sleepover with Sam and Molly and Kelly. Yay! Yay! And as always, no Lite Te Bastardes Carborundorum. Dum 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 dum. This episode brought to you by Chia. <laughs> the seeds and the pets. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs>